0: is clear. It's time to change healthcare, have no fear, today is the day, this is the hour, together you know we've got the power, drop the silos, we're all the same team, patients, doctors, nurses, tech and marketing. How can anyone be satisfied with the way things have always been? Yeah, we've tried. So join us now. Join the revolution. Digital health is the evolution. Status quo, more like status, no. Yeah, this is the Healthcare rap. Y'all come on, let's go. Welcome to the Healthcare Wrap, where we are ushering in the future of healthcare and the status quo no longer exists. Where we are challenging assumptions about marketing and technology, and we check yesterday's thinking at the door. Where truth drops like an atom bomb, and knowledge flows like Niagara Falls. Each week we challenge assumptions that have been holding back healthcare marketing, and explain how we can do better. Join us. This is the Healthcare Wrap. Welcome, listeners. Welcome, Peter. I've been
1: missing you. Where have you been? I've
2: been around. I've been around missing you as well. It's good to be back talking with you, my man. Welcome to the posse. We are back. What is this, 44? 46. We're uh, approaching middle age here.
1: <laughs> I hear 46 can be pretty good. I mean, I'm not going to lie. You know, it's not that far off.
2: I guess they say 40 is the new 30. I don't, I don't know. Maybe, maybe I'm wrong. Well, they say that now. Right. They say that now, but good to hear you. We are quickly approaching spring training, middle or the beginning of spring training. You and I will need to commiserate, talk about next upcoming podcasts while we sit in the sun and watch some baseball. I know that will be coming up at some point.
1: Yes, that'd be much better than sitting in the snow like the very first Cactus League game. That recently no, happened. Uh, that- I, I got
2: no love from all of my friends back in Wisconsin on that because I did say, you know, we're getting some terrible weather here and it was a lot of vitriol that came back from Wisconsin. So no love, no sympathy from our empathy from them.
1: Yeah. Hey, I think that's the last thing we're going to get for, I don't know, the, le- the next uh, eight months or something. So yeah, yeah. It's going to be rubbed in our faces and I'm, I'm
2: okay with that. I am too. I am too, but I am ready to hear the crack of the bat, the pop of the mitt, and um, I am set to go. But um, we have a pretty cool uh, topic that you brought up this week, and I'm interested to get into that.
1: Yeah, let's do that. Let's do that. I mean, because, I mean, what else are we going to spend our time doing? You know, making spring training predictions? Because I I could like predict your prediction. Brewers (laughs) to the World Series.
2: I'm saying Brewers and Indians. Early World Series prediction right here.
1: Ooh, okay. So the Indians are going to have to get past the Yankees and or Red Sox and or Astros then to do that. That's that's my thought. I think
2: they got the pitching. We'll see if the hitting can uh, can follow suit. But uh, that's early. We'll see how it looks after spring training or into that first part of the year. And who in the National League is going to challenge Milwaukee? And, you know, it's always got to be the Astros. I think that's your team. I think they'll be right there again. And, uh, you know, with the Dodgers, you can never count out those Dodgers. So
1: All right. there You heard it there first.
2: Mm-hmm. Okay.
1: All right. Well, now, now we've got that done. And that will not be the last time we bring up Milwaukee or Houston or baseball in general, as listeners know by now. I mean, it's just kind of part of our DNA.
2: True. Very true. But uh, we got some interesting stuff here. Let's get into this.
1: Yeah, let's talk about human behavior because, you know, that, that's just an important thing. So uh, let's dive into the rap battle. Battle. Rap Battle is where we challenge assumptions that have been holding back healthcare, ladies and gentlemen, and those usually have to do with marketing and or technology and sometimes both. This time, it really has to do with everything. And uh, in, in particular, we're talking about human behavior. And here's what I mean. We are talking about really what contributes to digital marketing success or failure. And I've been coming around on this idea a lot lately that the biggest reason in my mind for failing to hit digital marketing goals isn't technology or execution. It's failure to understand human behavior. And so, Peter, here's what I mean by that. We can optimize things. We can use our data. We need to be doing certain things along the way as digital marketers. We do need to heavily involve data. We need to gain insights from it and we need to base our strategy on it and we need to use that to tweak things. Along with that, we still have to make sure we don't lose sight of what we're asking a user or a consumer, a customer to do along the way with our campaigns or all the optimization isn't going to matter. And when you look at evaluation phases of campaigns or, or just ongoing things because i've actually started using the word campaign less and less because that makes it feel like there's a short-term outcome and there's going to be an automatic result one way or the other and a lot of times with our digital marketing it can be in maintenance mode it can be really a branding play that doesn't drive a short-term result. And so I've been using the word campaign less and less with marketing to begin with. So let's just say marketing activities and initiatives. As we are going about those initiatives, because some of them might be longer term than others, as we do that, we are trying to constantly evaluate where to tweak things. And that is kind of the nature of today's marketing. So while we're doing that, we talked a couple of weeks ago, Peter, about if there really is a, a goal to measure everything by, then sometimes that leads us to pull up things before they're fully grown. And those things might actually have a longer lifespan than we've given them a chance for. So this kind of has to do with that. But it's kind of what leads up to it is the evaluation of what we're doing. So for example, you know, what, what if we are asking somebody if we're running some Facebook ads, because we know that's where we can get some attention there and we're trying to drive them to a landing page to then get into either either sign up for something or, or come in we want them to take a next step and the conversion isn't until they take that next step it's a click from that landing page well we have to factor in how many things we're asking that person to do and this is where that customer experience really comes into play because if we are asking them to do one thing if, if the Facebook ad, if the creative there literally has nothing to do with the landing page, but we've asked them to click two or three times, or we've asked them to go from one channel to another, then chances are we're not factoring in how humans behave. And I know this from things such as asking people to listen to the podcast. (laughs) So if I'm, if I'm asking you to listen to the podcast and I'm running an ad for that, a Google ad for instance, well, Fact is the, the more times we ask somebody to change the channel that they're engaging on, the less likely they're going to make that leap. So podcasting is an audio medium, right? It's we are listening to it. It's something that, you know, if you're not looking for it, then you might not necessarily know even where to go to look for a new podcast. In my case, I, I use Overcast, I use an app. When I look for a new podcast, I use the app and then I so I'm not usually clicking a link to find a new podcast, for instance. So if I'm trying to get somebody to get to an audio platform to listen to a podcast, but I'm using a click to do it somewhere, I just have to recognize that there's going to be a drop-off somewhere there in the process. I'm asking you to go from, from Facebook or Google to click a link. So go into a website somewhere. And then from there, click or link or you know sign up or subscribe, and then start listening to it. And if... As humans, we don't have all those pieces put together, the last thing we want to do is go through all those steps. So this is why customer experience matters, and this is why detailing that customer journey really matters.
2: I totally agree with you.
0: I'm a healthcare marketing leader. You see, I've got so many systems going on, you think I won the lottery. But our materials come from so many sources. When we try to innovate, it only forces me to shake my head. Instead, it's what I dread. It's like I said, I'm always fixing legal and brand and AP, y'all. Come on, can I consolidate? Is there a partner for me? Express Docs takes a load off your shoulders by creating a hub for all your marketing materials that's easy for your clinic managers, service line admins, and others to use. Just imagine a single workflow where all your direct mail postcards, rack cards, posters, business cards, flyers, brochures, patient handbooks, promotional products, and apparel are all in one spot. Well, that's Express Docs. Order today and have it tomorrow for most items. Visit bit.ly slash healthcarewrap3. That's bit.ly slash healthcarewrap and the number three today. Download a case study or request a demo to learn more and receive a free healthcare wrap stainless steel tumbler. That's right, go to bit.ly slash healthcarewrap3 for more about Express Docs. Tell your whole
2: crew. I really like what you said about, you know, the kind of that moniker of campaign. I think when we talk about human behavior, I think it goes well beyond even kind of the standard, if you will, marketing that we've talked about since the inception of this podcast. I think, you know, working in healthcare, I think what will resonate with a lot of the healthcare folks out there are the ideas around even the, the brick and mortar kind of patient pathing if you will you know i mean when you mix the two together the hybrid is absolutely critical that you get this right and i don't know that there ever is a right answer i just think it's the easier that you can make it the more clear that you can make it the better and you know when we talk about the brick and mortar we're talking about do people know how to get into your building do they know what the best way is from what parking lots i mean it's funny that we're bringing this up but I've been in these situations before where you see people have issues and, and questions and concerns, and even down to if um, you're family that has maybe an autistic child or something along lo- those lines, and the, the front entrance to the hospital is very loud, it's very lots of colors, lots of things like that, that might not do well with a child that is on the spectrum. So there's a lot of different things. And then, so how does that play out from... A standpoint of when you market or you promote your programs at the hospital or at the clinic or whatever it happens to be, how do you get them to, first of all, understand where to come in? What What is the call to action? And, and does it fit with a certain type of family or a certain type of uh, recipient that's getting this. It's that idea of kind of making it easy, right? If you have to click three, four, five times deep into a site to get to any kind of information, you're going to lose them. It's just the way of the world now where one click in is probably two max is kind of where you're going in terms of making actionable. I guess the other thing I wanted to bring up too is kind of this idea of when I talk about actionable, those kind of actionable insights, and I, I mentioned this again before we got on the podcast today too, is this I, this from this article I read back in 2016? I really liked it. It was in Forbes. Brent Dykes wrote it, and it was this idea of this kind of a missing link between data and business value, which is are these actionable insights? And if you look at it as a pyramid, he wrote it in there, he, kind of a, a graphic in there where this raw data was at the bottom you, you know you're doing that research like you said Jared you're getting this raw data and then from that data you move up to the next level you're going to the peak of the, of the of the pinnacle of the pyramid you're moving up now to the one level and now you've created that information from that data and you start distilling down the the nuggets if you will out of the raw data and then that next level is insights now you have this information now you can start to understand kind of what's going to resonate with your audience the key here, that the very tippy top of that pyramid is is the one that he brought up is this actionable insights, kind of the very top of it. And that is when you are able to translate those insights, those audience insights into something that moves them to action. It makes them purchase, click a link. There's some proactive action or reactive action that, that they're doing. I go back to what you first talked about in the beginning of this podcast is human nature and its behavior. How are brands humanizing their products or services? I think there are some brands that do it very well. For example, the ones that come to mind for me are the Dove for men commercials. All the Dove commercials, even for the women, inner beauty kind of stuff that they talked about, and they had all those artists they were drawing each other and things like that, drawing the women. And then you know, even like the PNG ads, great Olympics ads that they've been doing in the last couple of years. It's these organizations and these companies, these conglomerates that are taking these insights and they're adding emotion to it because that's how we react as humans. We react to like-minded stories like, oh, I could see myself in that situation. So now you've, you've taken that. Now we're getting back to that storytelling aspect. And I think that's kind of that pinnacle of that pyramid. But how did you get there? You had raw data at the bottom and you moved through and you distilled down and then you added that kind of that final layer, those actionable insights. So there are kind of two ways we're, we're approaching this of using human behavior and how it matches up or how it works with, with data. And I think that's why this is such a great subject for this podcast.
1: I really like that too, just the thought of actionable insights. I've experienced kind of the paralysis by analysis, spending too much time in the data where things were interesting to me, but only as on the data geek side. So (laughs) there were things I knew like it was worthless trying to share it with anybody, but it was interesting, but yeah, there's no action related to it at all. So there's that side of it. And that is kind of what, what draws us if, especially if those types of insights help us understand why something isn't happening or, you know, better yet, pointing us to the places where we then do further analysis ourselves, either with user testing or some other means. One exercise I've found helpful recently is just simply to explain a journey or a process in layman's terms by simply asking, what are we asking somebody to do? So what are we asking you to do? And that can be as simple as, you know, what if there's a health plan that at open enrollment with your employer, they're switching administrators for your employer-led health plan, right? So what if you don't realize you're gonna get a a bunch of emails and they're gonna ask you for some information to confirm that? So I don't know how often this is the case, but it might seem simple. And from the marketing standpoint, you might think, okay, hey, yeah, we're sending out an email, we're gonna ask people to fill out to give us some information just to verify it to them. And then we're gonna kick out this kind of email drip campaign By explaining it that way, we're not explaining it from the user's standpoint at all. So instead, if you use this exercise and you say, what are we asking you to do? So for example, you could say, it isn't going to be clear from the get-go why you're receiving this email and who it's from and why you signed up for it or you didn't sign up for it. And then what we're asking you to do is to provide some information that we already have, which you probably don't have at your fingertips, You know, a member ID number or something that you got in the mail. and, And we don't make it clear what we're doing with the data once you do take all the steps to fill out this form that we're asking you to do. You know, if I put it in those terms, then it starts to generate, is that really the best way to do it? What are we asking people to do? You know, simple human behavior says, you know, I just asked you for all these steps and I just gave you all these reasons why most users are going to be hesitant to do them, then we can't wonder why that campaign isn't gonna convert more often. Right. So even just putting things in those terms, like what are we asking you to do? Like that can make a big difference. I agree. So I guess, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm thinking, you know where to go with this? And I think where it comes into play more often than not is just when we create our campaigns, even before we do actual user testing with them, if we, at the very least, can, can think what we're asking people to do, if we really are, we've got to recognize, we're only going to know this if we ask people on a regular basis for their feedback and if we actually go through that. You talk about actionable insights, Peter, sometimes that's not in charts and graphs. Sometimes it's literally just in an anecdote or two that helps us better understand a single point of view. And that single point of view can help us realize that we need to switch things up. And at the very least, we can A-B test something or we can try it further down the road, but we have to consider the human elements involved.
0: Everybody wants their content to work But if you're not careful, it'll drive you berserk You need the right partner, but where to begin? Use True North Custom, that's how you win In healthcare content marketing Gotta try something new, cause innovation is king True North Custom, they're the bomb Check it at truenorthcustom.com Guys, True North Custom is looking for your input on the annual State of Healthcare Content Marketing Study Here's your chance to win $250 and learn about trends in our industry. State of Healthcare Content Marketing is the industry's benchmark study on how organizations are leveraging content, from strategic goals to leading channels to other key insights that can inform your 2019 plans. The study's findings are annually featured in Beckers, Marketing Profs, and other leading resources. In return for your time and input, you'll receive an early report and be entered to win $250. The survey closes on March 15th. So don't delay. Go to bit.ly slash healthcare wrap four. That's bit.ly slash healthcare wrap and the number four to participate and be entered to win. So don't forget bit.ly slash healthcare wrap and the number four.
2: Tell your whole crew. One other thing I wanted to add in too that you can't discount testing. I know you said A B testing, but it reminded me to say too that use your own experiences that's important. It's it's how quickly do you get frustrated or do you find that you have a great experience when you're using products and services. I think kind of keeping your eyes and ears open to best practices too are hugely important because in your day-to-day, everyday interactions with apps and with websites and, and phone calls and all those things, all those different ways that we're reached by marketing and, and by the organizations that we deal with. You have good and bad experiences and you definitely need to use those in your everyday approach to how you do your work for your organization that employs you. Because just like I said, you know what makes you happy in terms of a great interaction or business interaction. So why not copy it? What do they say? That term again, the best form of flattery. If we can make these interactions easier, better, more empathic, Organizations and businesses are going to are going to be much better situated than
1: I think so. I, I like this idea of just improving business overall, and yeah, let's let's go for that. Let's let's do that. I like it. Right <laughs> on. Okay, well, we are at the point in the rap battle where we. What do we usually say?
2: We killed it.
1: Hmm, I like that. Too bad, you know, we, we couldn't hear that with like some kind of prospector voice. I don't know if you, if you got like a voice of a prospector. You could do that with.
2: We killed that thing. Is that better?
1: <laughs> I like that. I like
2: that.
1: Yeah. Yeah. You know, we got to switch it up every now and then. <laughs> or we can say Eureka. <laughs> right on. Oh, love the prospector. Okay. All right. Mm-hmm. Prospector might have to come back to the podcast someday. So
2: He may. He may have to. I got a lot of other voices. You know that. You know
1: how that works. I do. Yes. One day we might have to do the whole program shifting from voice to voice like every minute or something.
2: I don't know. We'll see if we may have to do some A-B testing on that.
1: (laughs) Oh, good call. Good call. Ooh. All right. That's like you just shoved a mud pie in my carpet or something. (laughs) All right. Okay. We're all good. All right. We're going to move on to shout out. We're going to wrap this thing up. Shout out. Shout outs where we recognize a person, place, thing, thought, blog post, link, food, anything. It could be a small animal. I'm not going to do a small animal today, but I'm just saying like
2: it could be, you know, one I'm of those things we're going to go down that path. That's-
1: I, I'm not, I'm actually going to try to make it a, a little substantive. It's a little different in my case. A lot of times I've just been being uh, a little goofy lately. And, and it's just been the things that have been on top of mind, I guess. But I do want to shout out to Brian Dean who wrote for backlinko.com. He recently published something. This was just a uh, very recently about the title is we analyzed 912 million blog posts, Here's what we learned about content marketing. And he described some research they did with Buzz Sumo uh, about key findings about content. And it was basically the relationship between content posts and backlinks, you know, so with semblance of SEO value. And there were some things interesting in it, and some of them not surprising, not, some not so much, but the, you know, one of the ones that really stuck out to me was 94%. And 94% is the number of blog posts that have zero external links. SEO 101 just means ideally you get content out there and you're going to generate people linking to it and that legitimizes the post and that raises its rank value, search value with Google and other search engines. But 94% of blog posts... at least the ones that were studied here have no external links so they're not even getting one link set up there and a lot of it does happen automatically a lot of it happens with bots and you know crazy things going on in the back end but my goodness like that's crazy and the other the flip side of that was that there was a small percentage of power posts that got a disproportionate amount of social shares so the figure there was 1.3 percent of articles generate 75% of all social shares. There's some winners and there's some losers there. Most of us are losers when it comes to this. And that's okay. You know, that's just the fact there. The one other thing that I really enjoyed about this was I tagged Jay Akunzo, our recent guest, who's helping us overcome average things. And I asked him, you know, what he thought. And he, he said, uh, here's how he would summarize it. Quote, we analyzed 912 million blog posts. Here's how to become a perfectly average content marketer. Love that.
2: <laughs> that is amazing.
1: <laughs> like, you know, any, anything with best practices or research like this, like that's what he's always going to come back to. And that I'm like, man, there's a way to put it. You know, why am that's
2: I... A, that's kind of a mic drop response. I like that.
1: He's good at those. So just wanted to throw that out there. First, the article, but second, the response, you know, just trying to get us to think a little differently about, yeah, these are new these are stats. And that, that is like almost a billion blog posts that were evaluated. But yeah, that's just going to lead us hopefully to do something better than average.
2: Well, my shout-out is very close to the bone. I am actually going to give a shout-out to you because that last episode with Amanda Todorovic, your line of questioning was amazing, first of all, and I appreciate you getting her on. That was an amazing interview. I think probably a lot of people were yelling, preach, tell it, amen, whatever words you want to use. I was very impressed with it. And again, thank you for getting her on to this podcast because the amount of insight that she offered First of all, was amazing. But second, what I wanted to give a shout out to specifically in that podcast was her willingness to be able to stand up to some of the of the requests and the and the things that didn't make sense from a data standpoint, but her ability to, to kind of push back on some of these folks that wanted to do only stuff on, you know, perhaps accolades and, and things along those lines. And it's really this idea of Going back to the, the centerpiece, whatever we've talked about in this podcast since its inception was giving the people what they want and being able to see outside of that, I have the storm that you're in when you're doing healthcare communications and marketing to uh, not be a box checker, but to be somebody that is putting out content that is ultimately going to help somebody or a family make a very sensitive, in some cases, tough decision to be the most informed that you can. And I want to just bring this back around to something that we've heard a couple times here as of late in our jobs was when we were asking to do a certain content and we asked uh, families if they would be willing to tell their story, a couple of them said to us, and totally separate areas of care, different centers of excellence, things along those lines, but families said this, if there was a video or an article out about what we're talking about today that we're doing for you, it would have made our lives a heck of a lot easier. And to hear that was almost valid was was validation for the reason why we're doing this kind of work. And I think if you keep those things in your sites all of the time, that will make you a infinitely better content marketer, healthcare marketer healthcare communicator. And so I just want to say thanks again for the great questioning, great interview that you did with her and, and that you got her on. So thanks again, Jared, for that.
1: Well, I am touched first and foremost. I actually didn't know what your shout out was going to be. And so I appreciate that. You know, We do <laughs> really try to get folks like Amanda on here on the program because we all learn so much from them. And... Yeah, what else can you say about her interview? Uh, Just fantastic. Uh, If nothing else, if if there's nothing else from this program today, hopefully that's the one thing that resonates with folks, with you, with listeners today, is just the fact that, while can we take a step back from everything that's going on around us and realize what it's all for as we draw that line then it's going to help us get through the crazy requests you know the the work It it is a challenge to keep up with everything that's going on these days but at the end of the day if we're doing it right it can make a difference for people it can help improve healthcare so hey that's the point of everything we're doing and like that we hope you know the point of this podcast is that it's helping those of you who are listening, improve the things you're doing day to day, whether that's on the tech side or the marketing side or somewhere in between. If you're a caregiver yourself, a provider, we hope this is helpful and, and valuable to you as well. So as we wrap up, we want to say thank you. We want to shout out to you, all of our listeners and let you know if, if you're not subscribed yet, definitely hit subscribe. We do our best. Uh, we, we'd like to think we're, we're providing some value here. We have a lot of fun in the meantime, one way or the other. And we are coming up on a year, which is... It's mind blowing, but this podcast, this program, has taken on a life of its own. If you haven't, you know, definitely let other people know. If you've enjoyed a session, if you've enjoyed an episode, let us know who else you'd like to have on, what topics you'd like us to discuss. Hit us up on Twitter, we're at Healthcare Wrap, and hit us up for a full archive of previous episodes at HealthcareRap.com. So, Peter, on behalf of everyone who is listening, I just want to say uh, thanks to you again for joining us on the program today, and to you listeners, thanks again. That's a wrap.